Hey guys, guess what? Your girl is back from maternity leave. I'm so excited to be back working in the business full time. I've been working-ish. I think maybe like a few weeks ago, I started doing things in the business. Um, Well, I started working on the business. Let me say that. There's a difference between working in your business and working on your business. And a lot of times, especially as our businesses grow, we end up spending so much time working in the business that we're not spending enough time working on the business. And so for me, coming back was reevaluating some of our processes, reevaluating what it is that we're going to be doing, revisiting goals for the rest of the year. Um, I hired a new person who's going to be our digital marketing manager. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I've made some other changes within the business that I'm super excited about. And for me, if I ain't learned anything, you guys, from maternity leave is that your girl is not built to be a stay-at-home mom. Shout out to all the stay-at-home moms who dedicate 100% of their time to their families. Y'all are the real MVPs because I was going through it. I was like, listen, I got to do something. And self-care for me is working on my business because it makes me so excited to serve God and to serve his vision. It just, it brings me so much joy. And so that was a huge part of self-care, honestly, for me is working on a business. It wasn't work. It just felt good. And so... I'm excited to be back full time to now not only be working on the business, but be working in the business. We have new podcast episodes coming out. I really did need the break to not talk every week. Like I've been talking every week for three years, y'all, and I needed that break. So I'm really excited. God has been giving me messages since I've been on maternity leave and I've just been recording them in my phone. And so I'm like super hype about the messages that are to come because he has been speaking to me. And also excited to share certain aspects of this new life. You know, I went from being an entrepreneur and a wife to now being a mom. And so having to make sure that I'm tending to my family the way that I need to. And I'm not neglecting God's business, but I'm also not neglecting the family that he blessed me with. And so I'm in the beginning of the year. I was really um, stressing myself out, honestly, because I was trying to make sure I did everything to prepare and I was ready to be a mom and and ready to balance and make sure that um, I was prioritizing right and I was doing everything right because I'm an overachiever (laughs) and um, I call myself a reformed overachiever because it's something I have to constantly, constantly put down. Otherwise, I'm never going to be happy and I'm always going to be chasing this unrealistic picture of perfection, right? So God has really been showing me so much about um, how I'm supposed to maneuver in this season. I even had to go back and re-listen to the episode I did on how to be the Proverbs 31 woman because it now was life. Like I didn't know what it was going to be like to be a mom. I knew stories of other people's experiences. I knew um, I could assume, you know, how it was going to be, but now just having my own child who is his has his own purpose and his own um, path that God has for him and really seeking God on 
how I need to be his mom, not a mom, but his mom. And what I need to do to make sure that I am showing him the path that God has for him. And that takes a lot of prayer. That takes a lot of seeking God, because just like God knew me before he formed me in my mother's womb, he knew my son before he formed him in mine. And I'm not about to go about raising him as if I don't know the God who created him. And so it's been really big for me to make sure that not just I'm being a good mom or I'm balancing it all right, but I am being his mom the way that God called me to be, that I'm being the manager that Anchor Media needs that God has called me to be. Not the generalized terms, right? And I hope y'all get what I'm um getting to here, like not the generalized terms on how to have it all or whatever, but how to steward well over the things, the specific things that God has entrusted me with, like not how to be a wife, but how to be BJ's wife, if that makes sense. And so I can't wait to share a lot of this stuff with you guys. Um, I'm happy. I'm healthy. My son is happy. He's healthy. Just so y'all know, I'm not going to really be sharing any pictures of my son. So don't look out for that. Um, I'm not going to share his real name. Don't look out for that either. Um, I really want to protect my family. God called me to this thing, not them. Um, in a sense where they don't need to be the face of anything. Y'all not going to see pictures of us and me talking about um, any intimate details of our family life. That's just a boundary that that I've always had since building a business. So I just wanted to put y'all on game <laughs> to that. So I appreciate y'all love and, and you wanting to see more of my family. You may see aspects, but you, there are certain things that I have to keep sacred and protected. So nevertheless, today's episode, right? This is an interview that I did with my girl, Raven. Y'all know Raven, if you are a blessed and bossed up OG, you know Raven, she's been on the show plenty of times. Those of you guys who don't know, Raven is my former business coach. I've been self-employed since May 3rd, 2017. And um, I started working with Raven in 2016. And she was my business coach teaching me how to go from the nine to five life to a full-time entrepreneur. So Raven has been very, very instrumental um, in my journey as an entrepreneur. I even joined her alumni program after I got self-employed because I'm like, okay, I put this pink slip in, but how do I stay self-employed? And so three years later, a lot of the things that Raven taught me are things that I still apply to my business to make sure that we continue to grow and I don't have to go back to a job. What's so awesome about Raven and I've enjoyed watching over the last few years is when I met her, she was single, living her best life in DC as this business coach who's been bossed up and self-employed for all these years. And now I've gotten to see her transition into being a wife. I was actually, fun fact, the officiant at their wedding, which is crazy. I ain't never officiated nobody wedding before. I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna ever do it again, but that's the only wedding that I did. And so when um, Tim, her husband asked, I was like, oh, this is a no brainer. But uh, I was the officiant at their wedding. And now seeing Raven as a mom, it's so awesome to see her businesses transition. And we talk about that in this episode and not only her business transitions, but understanding that just because you now have these new blessings in the form of children or a husband, that doesn't mean you have to stop getting paid. 
So I'm in love with Raven's new venture, Paid at Home Moms. It's a community to help moms successfully create passive income streams so they don't have to miss out on the things that matter most, such as family and making memories. It's a monthly membership group, and it teaches moms how to create and profit from passive income streams, such as drop shipping, products, digital products, and so much more. Then on top of all of that, this is also a community where moms will find accountability, support, and strategies that are actually mom-friendly. So this, especially for me, for obvious reasons, is so important. Passive income matters. Whether you're a mom or not, passive income matters. You want to make money in your sleep. And that's exactly what Raven is teaching through this program. Then guess what, y'all? Not only is she teaching all of this stuff in her amazing membership group, but she has a challenge coming up. It's a five-day challenge. It's 100% free. And at the end of the challenge, each mom who has participated will be able to walk away with at least one stream of passive income ready to get up and running. So listen to this. You go into this, right? Wanting to create passive income. After five days of the challenge, you'll have at least one passive income stream ready to go and up and running. So I'm excited about this. I want as many of you guys to participate as possible. The link is in the show notes. So make sure you guys click it to sign up. The challenge starts on August 10th. So don't procrastinate. Make sure that you're signed up so that you can be a part of this and get your passive income streams up and running. So without further ado, here's episode 189, How to Become a Millionaire Passively with Raven Hokit. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I'm really excited about today's interview. Honestly, this guest needs no introduction because at this point, she's just like a regular. So y'all can just expect every year at some point, Raven's going to be on this podcast. So we don't even got to go into all the background bios or whatever. We're just going to pick up where we left off from the last conversation. So the last time we talked, you are newly married. I knew you were pregnant, but you've been keeping so many secrets. I can't even remember if like the public knew that you were pregnant or not. I think when I was on here the last time, I don't think I was telling anybody yet, but you knew. Yes. Okay, cool. I just need y'all to understand. I'm a really good secret keeper. I don't be saying nothing and be knowing everything. <laughs> But yeah, catch us up. Like you're new to Dallas at this point, new wife. You guys got pregnant, like right when you moved to Dallas, well, you found out you were pregnant right when you moved to Dallas. Like what's been going on and how are you balancing everything now? So the last year, I would say year and a half of my life has definitely been like such a blessed whirlwind with so many things happening, like back to back to back. But definitely since we did the last, podcast interview. That was, I want to say maybe back in like August. So it's been a little while since we did the last interview. And like I said, I was pregnant at the time, but I wasn't really telling a lot of people yet that I was pregnant. So basically what I was kind of doing behind the scenes was 
trying to work out, you know, my business model to prepare for a child. But when it's your first child, you know, when things can be unpredictable and you really don't know that much about parenting yet, it's a lot of things that I kind of just was not prepared for. So my biggest thing was, oh, I want to get this website done. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to set up my passive income streams and I'm all planning because my baby is going to come on this date. My doctors had a date that we were scheduled to induce me. And then my son ended up coming three weeks earlier (laughs) than that. I ended up having to actually have a C-section. And so that changed things because just with my recovery, I was definitely sitting around a lot longer than I anticipated. But I share all that to say I had already knew the importance of like passive income streams before I got married, before I became a mom. But going through that experience of like just the unexpected stuff that happened throughout the end of my pregnancy and my delivery, it just showed me all the more reason why this is something that is so important. And then actually becoming a mother, like the first, I would say the first maybe like couple of months after our son was born, I mean, it would be days where I didn't know if I was coming or if I was going because that's how tired I would be, you know, just from waking up in the middle of the night and, you know, all of that stuff. So again, it just showed me the importance of having revenue streams that generate money in your sleep. And to be completely transparent and honest, when I first started my business, even years into my business, passive income streams was always something that I struggled with. I was so focused on the one-on-one coaching. I was so focused on everything else I had going on. And I was doing so well with those things revenue-wise that the passive income wasn't something I really would pay attention to. Like if somebody would buy a digital product here and there, it was like, all right, you know, whatever, that's just my little extra coins. But it showed me so much because people think it's just so easy to say, oh, I'm going to create this $97 product and then a thousand people is going to buy it and I'm going to make $97,000 in five minutes. But it's not that simple. It's definitely a strategy into it. And I definitely want to share some of those tips while we're here today. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Now, I know you guys know about how much I love Skillshare. I don't think I'll ever get over the fact that there are so many different classes available on this one platform at such an affordable rate. I can go in there and learn about film and video, graphic design. Now being a new mom, my priorities are changing. I now have to be a lot more productive than before. So I'm able to go on there and learn how to better manage my time. It's just so many opportunities to be creative and productive through the classes that's offered on Skillshare. And Skillshare even offers classes designed for real life and all of the circumstances that come along with it. So it's always the right time to stay inspired, express yourself and connect with a community of millions. Literally the skills and things that you can learn on this platform are so essential to no matter what phrase that you are in life right now, there's something for everybody who is looking to build a skill, who's looking to be creative or just curious about new things. Explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at Skillshare.com slash blessed. That's two whole entire months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. 
Get started and join today by heading to Skillshare.com slash blessed. Again, that's two free months, you guys, of unlimited access to thousands of classes at Skillshare.com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, let's talk about that. So like you said, in the beginning, you were focused heavily on the one-on-one coach. And I know that's even how I came to know you being one of your one-on-one clients. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was a mindset shift before it was a revenue shift. Because I know you probably felt lazy and some more stuff. Like, well, what's going on? But what was that transition like from being primarily active to passive? Oh, child, it's so many things that I just cannot wait to share about that transition. Because when I was doing one-on-one coaching, my offers were primarily high ticket. And that was one of the things that was like a special to me. Even with people who would sign up to work with me, that was like the one thing that they wanted to learn how to do. Like, how do I get people to invest into high ticket products, into high ticket services? And so you would think if you go from a high ticket business model to a more kind of lower ticket business model, you would think, oh, it's super easy because you're going down. But it's not because it's a whole different audience. You know, that's almost like somebody that's an artist doing R&B, but then saying all of a sudden, I'm about to be a rapper and thinking, oh, I already got this following. No, you got people like me that listen to R&B that maybe don't want to hear that much rap music. So you have to start to market yourself almost to a totally different demographic. So that was like one of the biggest shock factors for me. And then to be completely honest, I love how you said it must have been a mindset shift before it was a revenue shift, because let me tell y'all, it was like I was starting completely over. And imagine going from having these super successful days. I mean, I remember one day in 2018, it was, I believe I made like $35,000 in one day, like one day. I mean, that's more than I made in a year at my nine to five. So imagine going from having days like that, where you're doing one-on-one coaching, but then you're stepping into this passive income streams and you're selling this product. You're trying to sell a product. Let's say, for example, the product is maybe $27 and you're only selling eight of them. You're looking like, God, what's up? You know, what's going on? Like you told me that you wanted me to do this. So what is the strategy? And I remember it got to a point, I would say this was like around a time when I want to say I first, I don't know if it was when I first had Hunter or when I was in like the last stages, um, of my pregnancy, but it got to a point where things just kind of completely, dwindled down. And I couldn't think straight because I had so much going on with my pregnancy. So I wasn't really able to think straight, like what I was going to offer and how I was going to structure it and, you know, just all that kind of stuff. And I remember just sitting there and thinking to myself, like, man, I could fix every single problem if I just do one one one-on-one session. But every time I would go and pray on that, God would say, no, like, that's not what I want for you. That's not what I have for you. Like, you know, I'm taking you into a different direction if you just trust me. And so it took my trust factor (laughs) and my relationship with God to a whole nother level because there were weeks at a time that I would go and no money was coming in when I first started shifting things over. But you got to think 
I've been in business for almost 10 years. I've been self-employed for almost nine years. I'm so far removed from those days in my business where I'm not making any money. So it was a mindset shift for real because I had to tell myself it's coming. I had to tell myself, I know that God did not take me out of one-on-one coaching for me to come over here to be broke. I know that he's using this new business model so that I can assist more people that they didn't have access to me before because maybe they just did not have the necessary funds or they weren't able to make the sacrifices in order to invest in my program. And so I stuck it out. I'm proud to say I've had several five-figure days from passive income. And this has all been like less than a year since I switched over my business model. But it definitely, definitely was a major mindset shift. And that's why when people come into my space. And one of the first things I always talk about is mindset and just really trusting God and really having that faith. I think a lot of times people hear those things and they feel like, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to work on mindset. I already got a relationship with God. I go to church, whatever. But I'm like, sis, you need this mindset work because guess what? If you get six years in, even if you get three years in and God wants to change something like completely in your business model, it's going to feel like you're starting over and you're going to have to be obedient. Yes. At that time when no money was hardly coming in, I could have easily said, you know what, let me go and do this one-on-one session. Let me go and have this event real quick. I could have even said, you know, let me go and do this VIP day. But I wanted to be obedient. I did not want to cause any delays in the blessings that I knew God had for me with the passive income stream. So it was in my best interest to be obedient. And what I also learned is that once I got obedient and just continued to pray over my business model and just pray for instruction from God and just ask him what he wanted me to do, he didn't even take the one-on-one coaching away fully, but I don't offer it in the same capacity that I used to offer it. Like I used to have a one-on-one 12 months. Sometimes I would be working with 30 to 35 people at a time. So imagine having your calendar tied up every single month, knowing that you're going to have to have this one-on-one session with 30 to 35 people at a time. I mean, that's a lot of people. Now I open up my calendar one time a month for one session. And I only do that if I am led to do it. If it's a month where God says, no, you know, you can't do this. I ain't doing it. If six, if it's six months in a row and he says, you can't do this, I'm not doing it. That can no longer block the other things that God has for me. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you touched on obedience because on the show, I keep telling people, I'm like, listen, Your success is built off of every yes that you give God. And a lot of people feel like, like you said, I don't need that mindset stuff. I have a relationship with God. But the biggest test on what your mindset is really like is your ability to be obedient and trust him when you don't know what the outcome is going to be. And a lot of people don't really want to take it that far because that's going to force them to confront the fact that, you know, you don't really have a relationship with God. You're playing the religious game really well, but you don't know how to hear from God and stick it out. 
in order to be obedient with what he's saying, like one of the fruits of the spirit is long suffering. And I struggle with this word for a little bit. Cause I'm like, Lord, what you talking about long suffering? Ain't nobody trying to do no long suffering. How is this a fruit of the spirit? And when I looked up different words for that, another one is perseverance. And so that really helped me to really understand that when I'm persevering through my flesh and how I feel about things in order to be obedient with God, that I'm in line with what the Holy Spirit wants me to do. And so I love that you talked about obedience because I'm sure that it wasn't easy to make that transition in your actions. It's one thing to say, okay, God, I trust you. But then when you're not making the same amount of money that you want to make, like, okay, did God really say that? Because that's what we do. When the outcome isn't what we expect, or we don't get that instant gratification from the yes, we start to question if we heard God or not. And one thing we've been really talking about on the podcast lately is going from glory to glory, because I feel like a lot of people, if you're in a season of, let's say, waiting, or if you're in a season where God is preparing you for whatever it is that's next, you feel like once I finally become self-employed and once I finally make the six figures or the seven figures, once I finally get there, then somehow everything is going to get easier. And that's just not how it works. We go from glory to glory and every level has a season and a process of its own. So I want you to talk about when you first got the word that it was time to make a shift. And then what did you do after that? So I remember it was around the time that we first found out that we were pregnant and things just kind of happened so fast. Like it's like when we found out that we were pregnant, I kind of in the back of my mind, like knew because, you know, I know my body really well. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's something weird going on. So I kind of had a feeling, but I really wasn't sure. Obviously everything was like super confirmed once we took the test and all of that stuff. And I remember looking at, you know, that positive pregnancy test and knowing that this little baby was coming, but also knowing that even in that next week, I was scheduled to fly out to LA. Then I was scheduled to fly out to Miami. And then I was scheduled to, I think, fly to Houston for something. Like I was literally going to be in three different cities in one week. And I just sat and just got silent. And I said, God, you know, you said that it's obviously the time for us to be parents. So I need you to show me (laughs) how this is going to work because I can't take no little newborn baby on a plane with me three times a week. I can't be away from my child, you know, that much. Like I just, it wasn't matching my current business model at the time. And so for a couple of months, I kind of just was still going through the motions, you know, working my business the same way I'd always been working it. I was doing a lot of traveling still and all of that good stuff. And then maybe around, I would say like May of 2019, I started to get so stressed from the constant travel. It started to impact my pregnancy. I got diagnosed with pregnancy induced hypertension. I've never had high blood pressure ever in my life. So I'm pretty sure that that's something that probably came from like the constant stresses of work. And so I started praying so much harder at that time, because at this point, it was bigger than a business model. You know, my priority was, I got to keep my baby safe. You know, I got to make sure my baby is good. I got to make sure that I'm taking care of myself so that I'm healthy and I can carry this child in a healthy way, basically. And so 
in that moment of prayer, I believe by this time it was maybe like around June because I also started fasting. My husband and I actually started doing a fast like every single Wednesday. It's actually something that we still do to this day. And, you know, we just were fasting, just seeking answers. And I heard God loud and clear say, the money is not going to come in the way that it came in before. And he said, that doesn't mean it's not going to come in, but it's coming from a different source. And I didn't know what that source was. And being in my profession, being a business coach, you know, I indulge in business all day, every day. I could forecast, I could do a quick analysis of what the business world is probably going to look like in the next 10 years. Like I consider myself an expert. So I'm sitting there like, well, why don't I know what this source is? You know, what are you talking about? Like, what is it that you're going to have me doing? And then in prayer, probably a couple of weeks later, I heard God say, look at your email list. And I'm like, what? Like what? I don't understand. Like what is in my email list that you're wanting me to see? And so when I looked into the platform that I use for my email list, I actually used Simplero. I saw all these products that I had created, but didn't do anything with all this content was in there. And then I also saw products that I had offered just to kind of see how people would respond. And sometimes like I would make thousands of dollars in a day. Now, mind you, this was still when I had the one-on-one coaching primarily going on, but God was trying to show me it's something here that I've been trying to show you and you just haven't been seeing it. So that was the beginning of my journey with turning my gifts into passive income streams. And one of the things that I did first after I heard that was I started testing out my list. I started testing them out to see what type of offers they would respond to. Do they like bundles? Do they like guides? Do they like eBooks? Do they like masterclasses? What are the things that they like? And then on top of that, what are the things that actually work best? What are the ways that I'm helping them to see the best results? So that whole like research period, it was really effective for me. I feel like that's one of the biggest reasons why now I've been able to have those five figure days from passive income because I really took the time in the very beginning to research my audience and see what it is that they actually want. So that was the first thing I did. And then I also asked God, who is my main audience for this? You know, because I got people on my email list, but these people want one thing, but the people that I'm supposed to be serving through these passive income streams, what is the thing that they want from me? And then that's when I saw moms. That's when I saw so many women that are sacrificing, spending time with Jesus, spending time with their husband, raising their babies because they are being slaves to these businesses. And, you know, I didn't become a wife to be the wife that barely knows my husband and what he has going on. I didn't ask God to be a mother, to have somebody else raising my kids and, you know, no shade to anybody that has a whole lot of help, you know, because some people need it based on what industry they're in. But I knew I wanted to be the present mom. You know, I want to be the mom that's turning my son's turkey bacon into train tracks. Like, you know, I'm corny like that. And I'm like, I can't do that if I'm in five different cities a week. I can't do that if my schedule is calling for me to have a one-on-one session with somebody every single day of the month. So once God revealed to me, one, what my audience wanted, and then two, 
who was my actual specific audience, it really helped me to kind of hone and understand like what their problem was and how I could solve it. And I just think that's a big part of any business. You have to know what your customer's problem is and you have to be able to make sure that your solutions are speaking to that problem. This episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. Stamps.com brings all of the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. Whether you're a small business sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or you're just working from home and need to mail stuff out, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7. That's for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere that you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just leave it for your mail carrier, schedule a free package pickup, or drop it in the mailbox. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. Right now, my listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week free trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLESSED. That's stamps.com, enter code BLESS. Let's get back to the show. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Mental health is so, so important, especially with everything that's going on in the world, getting used to this new normal, and then going to have to, of course, transition into something else as the world changes. It can be very mentally taxing um, to us as individuals. And so our, our mental health is just so important that we really take control of it right now. And we really take an active approach on making sure that we're mentally well. Counseling is here for you. BetterHelp is the world's largest e-counseling platform. So for me, with my busy schedule, it's sometimes really hard to research and make appointments with in-person counselors. So I need something that's very, very convenient and something that will easily integrate into my lifestyle. And I find myself sometimes, honestly, not even going to counseling at all because it's not typically offered at that level of convenience that I need. But with BetterHelp, they will connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It is super convenient, you guys. You can now get help on your own time and at your own pace. Also, BetterHelp is available worldwide. So no matter where you are on the globe, BetterHelp is available for you. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Anything that you share is totally confidential. And on top of all of that, you can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. So if you need to talk to somebody ASAP, BetterHelp will get you with someone in under 24 hours. And best of all, it's truly an affordable option. And on top of it being affordable already, Blessed and Bossed Up listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code BLESSED. So why not get started today, you guys? Go to betterhelp.com slash blessed. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and you get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. I'm going to get back to the business part because I think passive income is something that's Important to most people. I mean, who doesn't want to make money in their sleep? Right. But I wanted to really hone in on the balance, the motherhood part, because I was telling them on the show not too long ago that I was like stressing. 
because I'm like getting ready for maternity leave. I have all of these things similar to what you were saying. I'm like, okay, I'm going to create two more products so that those could be fresh while I'm gone and I can plan out content or whatever to get people excited about it. So I don't have to worry about that. I need to do another open house for our retreat so we can have the tickets on sale while I'm gone. Like there were all of these lists of things that I needed to do in order to just sustain my business and keep that passive income going. But it was to the point where I was stressing myself out because what it was is the root of it was fear, a fear that my business wouldn't still be successful if I took a few months off. And that scared me. And so I was stressed because I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to do all of this stuff. I'm getting frustrated with myself and then I'm an overachiever. So I'm trying to be the best wife. I want to make my husband breakfast before he leaves in the morning. I want to have dinner ready when he come back. And then during the day, I want to be the best for my business. Like it's all this pressure that I put on myself. And it got to the point where I had to like sit down with God and be like, I'm tripping because I know for a fact that you did not bless me with these desires of my hearts because that's what they are. They're blessings. And the enemy will try to make them seem like they're not in order to get us stressed out. And so I was like, you know what, God, I know you did not give me these desires of my heart. You gave me the business. You gave me the husband. You gave me the child. What am I doing wrong here? And so God began to show me the scheme of the enemy in my life at that time. And he was like, the enemy is trying to pin the various things I called you to against each other so that you could be so great here, but then your family is sacrificed or you could be so great when it comes to your family to where now the mandate that I have for you in business is being sacrificed or you could be so stressed trying to do it all, you end up taking yourself out or you so stressed during pregnancy, you end up hurting your child. So God was really just showing me the schemes of the enemy in that moment. And I was like, okay, got it. Say less now, and I had to pretty much just resurrender at that point, reevaluate what I had going on, understanding that God knew I would be here. So, why am I even really tripping trying to do this all myself when He's the one who got me to this point? But I believe that a lot of women, especially in business, especially in like this social media age, a lot of women are okay with sacrificing the family for the business. And it's almost like a badge of honor to be successful and Mm -hmm. single. And I'm not trying to offend anybody who's single, but there are people who really, like I was listening to a show, a podcast, this was a long time ago. And the lady was like, yeah, I knew I wasn't giving my marriage what it is, but I just value my success more. And I was like, what? (laughs) It's such a sickening statement. And she said it so matter-of-factly. I was like, that is crazy. But I believe that that's what it is with a lot of successful women. And I would dare to say even Black women, because we do have like a foundation of independence ingrained in us to where a lot of us, we see business success as more valuable than having a successful family. So for you, and this is something I continuously seek God about, and just pay attention to my husband so I know what I need to be doing in my household and things like that. And since that aha moment for me, I've gotten a whole lot better. But for you, like, what was that like? You came into this marriage as a successful entrepreneur. And now, like you say, making train tracks with turkey bacon (laughs) for my kid. Like, how did you make that adjustment? And has it been difficult to prioritize all of the blessings is what I'm gonna call them, not responsibilities, all of the blessings. 
So something that I've had to constantly remind myself of is that, you know, God never spoke to me about balance, but he always speaks to me about grace. So balance is honestly not even a word that I use very often because I feel like I'm not even going to allow my business to even try to compete with my relationship with God and my family because it's not supposed to be balanced. It's not supposed to be equal. You know, those things absolutely 100% come first. And so I've just had to learn to really give myself grace in this process. I've had to learn that it's going to be some days where everything on my to-do list, it just does not get done. Because like you said, it's a trick of the enemy to try to put different blessings against each other. Like I had those same emotions when I was pregnant as well. Like you know, you're sitting back home, super pregnant, and you're seeing all these people like, oh, sis, my next event is in this city. And you just looking like, dang, that used to be me last year. I didn't fell off. But it's like, no, I have not fallen off. Like God has called me to carry this child in this season. He's called me to birth this child in this season. And the thing about it, you know, what's so funny is that I have gotten so many ideas. There's so many businesses that I have already started it and even some more that I will be starting later on this year. And God was giving me those ideas when I was sitting around super pregnant. You know, I was not able to hear in that way when I was so busy jet setting and being on a plane every five minutes of my life. So sometimes you need those things just to distract you from the busyness of it all. And I think that, as a believer, you know, and all these other things after that, God has to be the absolute censor of every single thing that you're doing because it's going to be moments where it just gets hard. You know, I can remember when our son was first born. And like I said, you know, this was first child. So I'm just sitting there like, oh my goodness, like I'm learning as the days go, you know, all that parenting books and like all that kind of stuff goes out of the window when you're actually home from the hospital and it's just y'all and the baby and you have to kind of figure things out. And so I remember this was maybe when our son was like a week, maybe almost 10 days old, I would say. And I had started giving him or actually having my husband give him a bottle of my pumped milk at night a couple of times because I was just so tired from constantly waking up. And so at the time he was like only like a week old. So it wasn't a good idea because it was basically creating nipple confusion. It was creating nipple confusion with my breastfeeding. And also like it could have basically, you know, essentially ruined my breast milk supply. So I remember doing that. And then, you know, when I would try to put my son on the boob, he would look at me like, I don't want this. You know, I want the bottle because I don't have to really work as much for. So he was basically going for a bottle of my pumped milk. But I knew like I wanted to continue breastfeeding. I knew that I didn't want to exclusively pump. Like I just knew that I had certain goals that I wanted to accomplish for my child. And so everything that I had to do that week, whether it was having a call with somebody or scheduling, like everything that I had to do, creating content, whatever it was, it completely went out the window because my focus was our son. You know, I remember calling in the all the experts, the lactation consultant, the dude, like I was not playing. Like I was like, I am determined to basically make this work. And 
you know, I think sometimes it's all in how we look at things. Like, I know it seems like everything that's on that to-do list is so pressing and it's so, I got to get this done. And a lot of us are such type A personalities. We're used to not just saying, I got to get this done, but we're saying, I got to get this done by, you know, this particular time. You know, sometimes you just have to make those sacrifices and give yourself that grace and say, you know what, I may not get this done today, but it is eventually going to get done. And I love referencing that scripture. I can't even think of the actual, I know it's in Romans somewhere. I want to say it's maybe like 828 in Romans, but it talks about how like all things work together for the good of those who love him. And it's so many things that when I was pregnant, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to get this done. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I didn't get it done. And I would beat myself up about it. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't get this done. I'm such a loser. You know, I would have moments like that where I wasn't giving myself grace. But guess what? Now that God has brought those things back around, he's given me an even better strategy to execute it. It's like his grace and his mercy endures forever. He ain't worried about nothing on that to-do list if it doesn't happen. If it's supposed to happen, if it's that pressing, trust and believe he's going to make sure that I get it done. He's going to make sure that he sets things up. You know, it's some nights that the way that my son sleeps, I mean, at this point in time, he pretty much like sleeps through the night, but he still has those moments where he's going through his little growth spurts and he might wake up for like a feeding at night or something like that. But I've noticed that when it's something that mommy really got to do, when it's something that is a pressing deadline, when it's something that I could just feel that God wants me to get this done, God has something on the other side of this. Somehow, some way, God just makes my son sleep through the night longer. He just makes him have an extra long afternoon nap. You know, it's amazing how he works it out without me even asking. It's like he knows what I need. You know, when he called me to be a wife, when he called me to be a mother, he knew what was needed. I mean, even in those moments of quality time with my husband, because that's another big thing, especially when you introduce a baby into that. And it's just been you and your husband for a long time. Like that's something that can be like almost like a culture shock as well. But I find that when my husband and I are having those moments where it seems like, dang, we haven't just, you know, it, it hasn't just felt like it's just been us in a long time. Somehow those be the times that our son be knocked out. Like he don't want nothing to do with us. And sometimes right after we finish watching our movie or taking a break and going downstairs to just talk or whatever the case may be, sometimes as soon as we get done, our son will wake right up. It's almost like he knew like my parents need this time. <laughs> and so God just be having him sleep. So I say all that to say, God will work it out for you. Do not stress yourself out about balance and you know, using all of these words that all these coaches made up, like I'm sticking with grace and God gave us grace when he called us to be these things. Yes, that was for me. <laughs> so I'm just going <laughs> to and put that in my pocket because that was for me. Because like you said, a lot of us are type A and I'm like super type A and it's worked well up until this point because it's gotten me here, but it's not going to get me to, mm -hmm. we talked about going from glory to glory. It's not going to get me to where I'm going. And so God has definitely really been dealing with me about grace. And what you said is really confirmed a lot for me. I don't know. It's, it's crazy how we can just get so used to things that sometimes we 
get away from the basic understanding of what we know. So that really helped me just understand that like God is always here. That's the lifestyle we've created. That's the marriage that we've created. That's how it is. So God is always going to be here. So if he needs to make the baby sleep a little longer, then that's what he's going to do. Like he will interfere wherever necessary because that's how much he loves us. So yes, that was for me. (laughs) And it it actually made me think about, I went to this revival recently and T.D. Speaker, and he was in Genesis like day one. God created the earth like day one. And he was talking about how we have to become okay with things being unfinished. And he was talking Mm. about how on the first day, God created light and then he separated light from the darkness. And then he saw that it was good. And then basically the day was over. (laughs) He did everything. He did the next step of stuff the next day. But like that really blessed me. It's such a simple thing. But it really blessed me because if God was okay with letting things go unfinished, why do we feel like we have to accomplish 10 years worth of work in one day? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Or why do we feel like we have to be everything at all times? And so, yeah, I think more women just need to give themselves grace and free themselves from the need to do it all at the same time. Because one thing God has also been dealing with me on is that this season is going to require a different pace. And that's hard for me, but it's necessary like that it's going to require me to slow down a little bit. And slowing down doesn't mean less productive. It just means slowing down. But when you slow down, you're able to be more strategic. You're able to hear clearly. You don't have to hustle or grind as hard because God has already provided for you. You know, you've gotten to a certain point. So now it's time to just slow down in order to really handle what's next. So, yeah, I'm so glad that you talked about that because it's necessary. So let's go into the business. So tell us about Mm -hmm. Rich with Raven, because I would love to talk about the passive income. Yeah. So Rich with Raven is something that I've just been so excited about it. And I'm so excited about it because, like I said earlier, I'm getting to work with people that I couldn't really work with before. And, you know, it's so funny how we'll go to God and we'll pray this prayer. God, enlarge my territory. You know, that's our favorite line. But you don't know what that territory might look like. I thought he was going to be enlarging my territory with the people that I was already working with. But I didn't even realize I had maxed out of that. You know, there was no room for that. And so now I get to work with all of these amazing, amazing women. And many of them are mothers. And I get to introduce them to marketing strategies that are mom friendly. And that is something that I can honestly say before I became a mother, I did not even really understand what that meant. I just felt like, well, you know, I guess if you make the time or, you know, if you do this, it'll get done. But no, when you become a mom, you have to look at everything totally different. So with Rich With Raven, I offer like a variety of different digital products, but I also set it up where people are actually going to complete it. Something that I learned just from being on the learning side, I'm forever a learner. So I'm always buying some type of product or investing in something for my business. And a lot of times I would purchase guides, I would purchase courses and things like that. And I would never actually do them. I would purchase them. They would sit in my little success library. And then like five years later, by the time I would go back and remember that I had this course about, I don't know how to work Facebook. 
the strategies don't even work anymore because everything in it is dated. So the way that I structure all of the digital products that come from Rich with Raven is when I actually release them, I also let people know what is the best way to navigate through the products. Even if I have something like a guide, I'll tell people it's only going to take you 30 minutes to go through this guide because I find that sometimes if people know that, then they'll immediately set that time to the side to go through the resource and they'll actually execute the strategies that I've given. And so they'll see results. So that's something that I knew from the beginning, I wanted to be a big advocate for because so many of these people that sell digital products, in my opinion, they're just saying, oh, I made $100,000 in a day, but you don't really care that people are not actually executing what you're teaching in the products. Like you just hyped that you made all of this money. I come from a one-on-one coaching business model where results reign supreme. So I still wanted to have that same mindset. I still wanted to maintain that quality control, so to speak. But with Rich With Raven, outside of doing the digital products that are for pretty much anybody that's in business, I also created a membership within that that's specifically for moms. Because the way that I got to talk to mommies is different. Like, I remember one time somebody invited me to be a guest on their masterclass and it was at like 9 a.m. on a Saturday. I'm like, what? I could never do that. (laughs) At 9 a.m. on a Saturday, my son is up trying to look into my eyes and tell me my eye color. (laughs) Like, I can't do that. I can't even come to that and be a student, you know, let alone be coming to that and be talking and you expect everything to be muted in the background. Sis, I'm like, that ain't going to work. I can't do that. And so... Of course, the person that invited me to be a part of that, they're not mothers. They don't really know. (laughs) And, you know, I realized I got to fix this because this isn't going to work. And I know if this person, if it's working for them, then they're probably telling their clients who some of them may be moms, oh, get up at 10 a.m. on a Saturday and do this masterclass or go live on Instagram. Somebody could be throwing a toy at the back of my head while I'm trying to be on live. Like I cannot do that, you know, as a mom. So my membership for the mothers is more focused on helping them be accountable and starting the process to set themselves up to turn their gifts into passive income. So for a lot of people, it's how do I even start with that? You know, how do I take myself from this business model to a more passive business model, holding them accountable throughout the process? We're actually going through a week-to-week period where we're executing things together. So how to grow your email list, how to start your email list if you don't have one, how to set up your first passive income product for success. We're going through all of those things. And every single month, they're actually getting a new resource from me that's focused on a different thing. So for example, you have some people that want to create planners. I know when I did the pay gang last year, that was a big thing. I had a lot of people that wanted to create a planner. So I'm going to be going through the step-by-step process with that because that's a big way to generate passive income. How do you get your email list to the point where you have like 10,000 email subscribers? Because it's really not as hard as people think it is. So just basically giving them that platform where they're always getting those mom-friendly marketing strategies for passive income, and they're not having to invest a lot into it in order to do it. That's like my biggest focus of Rich With Raven. And, you know, I'm, I'm really just proud of the results that I've seen thus far with following up with my students and people telling me, oh, I implemented this and I had my first four-figure 
day. And, you know, it's just really exciting to hear those kinds of success stories already. And this is still basically a fairly new project. Yeah, I think one of the superpowers that you have, and I think a lot of people should take note of when it comes to business, and it's something that I prioritize too, is getting results and being able to communicate results. Like I was listening to, I think, um, maybe me and Courtney was talking about this. Courtney Sanders was talking about this. We might have talked about Mm -hmm. it or it might have been on her podcast, but she was just saying like, after you get an idea, you have to become a professional at what it is that you're doing. And Yep. And the way that you become a professional is to test to figure out, like, is what you're offering really something that has results? And a lot of people skip that step to where they just go straight to trying to sell something. And then you're getting upset because nobody's buying it, but you haven't proven that this thing works. You may think it works and congratulations, but you have to be able to communicate those results. And even for me, when it comes to Anchor Media, we technically just launched it. But for everything that we offer, there's results, there's documented results, because that was important to me. So if I need to do the program for free for somebody, if I need to do whatever to be able to get documented results, then that's just what it's going to be. And then I can make the mistakes in private and edit and adjust things in private before I present it to the public and then ruin my own reputation because I didn't Mm -hmm. do my due diligence to make sure that what I was doing was actually working. So for you guys that's listening, for whatever it is that you're trying to start, you have to do your due diligence, whether it's passive or active, you have to do your due diligence to make sure that things work. And you even talked about earlier, Raven, how you were testing certain things with your email list. So tell us a little bit more about that process, because I think that's really practical for those um, who are trying to create these products and services to start doing themselves. Yeah, so it was so interesting when I was like testing out those different products and seeing what people were responding to, because it's going to be some things that people just jump on, you know, then it was things that I put it out there and it was like crickets, (laughs) like, you know, nobody was responding. So first of all, your confidence has to be in a certain place and you have to understand I'm testing this and you got to understand that if the thing that you're testing doesn't necessarily go well, it doesn't mean that you're a failure. God is just showing you maybe that's not, you know, the thing, maybe that's not the product that you want to introduce to them. Like everything that you touch is not necessarily going to turn to gold because it's not really supposed to. So it was a big learning process for me, testing things out. I'm so happy that I did it because I was able to do that before I invested a ton of money into all of this stuff or even before I invested a ton of time and really testing out the stuff. That's what really showed me that my primary audience and who I needed to kind of hone in on a little bit more was the moms. That's why, like I said, my passive income products, like a course or stuff like that, anybody can do it. But my membership, that is definitely more focused on the moms because they're the ones that need more of like that support and accountability in a more exclusive setting from me. But I would have never learned that if I didn't start testing things out. And so I'm thankful I tested it out first in order to get that information because that's how I was able to invest the proper funds and invest the proper time into building my mommy membership program. But imagine if I wouldn't have tested things out and I would have just thought, oh, my audience is people who are starting a business. And I would have invested all these resources into that only to fall flat on my face to figure out 
this isn't my audience, you know? So you have to be patient with the process. And I understand that sometimes when you're testing things out, whether it's doing a survey or whether you're doing like a focus group or whether you're sending something to your list and you're looking at the numbers and who's opening things and, you know, whatever, you still want to understand that that process is not going in vain. Like I always say that data just does not lie. And that's why I'm such an advocate for people marketing and promoting their business outside of social media, because yes, social media, it'll give us some data, but you know, at the same time, it's not the same as email marketing data. For example, my email marketing is going to tell me who opened up the email. It's going to tell me how many times you opened up the email. It's going to tell me whether you click this link. It's going to tell me what time you click the link. It's going to tell like, it's going to tell me everything but your social security number. That's the information I need to know, especially when I'm selling digital products. I need that. You know, I don't need to just see how many people didn't like my post. Somebody could have liked my post by an accident. I need real data that I can actually do something with. So that process of just collecting the data and testing things out and doing that research, it definitely was a little bit frustrating in the beginning. But I could tell you that now I'm so thankful that I I did it because I'm investing my resources into the right audience and also the right products. And that's why I'm having these five figure days. Yeah, I think it's so awesome that you're doing this because, I mean, I'm just going to say I'm a little jealous because (laughs) I I remember being in the program and waiting for it to be over and not that the program wasn't I was tired of paying. I was like, uh-huh. yeah, it's so funny. like, when is this going to be done? Like, when are these payments going to stop? Because I want to get real food. I'm tired of eating spaghetti. Like, <laughs> this program got to be over soon. So, <laughs> so I'm jealous that people are getting these products and this membership program. I'm like, what is going on? Why shouldn't you have a baby two years ago, three years ago? So I, <laughs> I could have got up in there early. <laughs> But yeah, I'm so happy that you're doing this because you, you know, you have this track record of so many success stories. And then this just huge knowledge base that should cost way more than what I paid for it. But you're now able to offer it at an affordable price to moms who are busy and teach them how to not make the mistakes that a lot of people make, how to not waste time so that they can spend time with their family. So I think that's awesome. Tell everybody how they can get involved with Rich with Raven. Yes. So something that I'm going to be doing as a special for the Blessed and Bossed Up listeners, because you guys are always so good to me. Y'all are always tagging me and telling me that you're still listening to an interview that I did on here months ago. And y'all just support me so much. So I always want to find a way that I could just kind of give back to you guys. So I'm actually going to do a three-day More Life Mommy Challenge. So if you're a mom and you're looking for ways to enjoy life a little bit more, whether that's spending time with Jesus, spending more time with your husband, spending more time with your babies, we're going to spend three days actually helping you turn your gifts into passive income streams. So we're going to talk about how you set the process up. We're going to talk about what your passive income stream should be. We're going to talk about how to monetize those things. So I'm going to provide 
Tatum with the link so that you guys can actually sign up for that and enjoy that challenge. And outside of that, you can also find more information about Rich With Raven at www.richwithraven.com. That's our Instagram handle as well. I'm always posting links to different freebies and goodies and all of that stuff on there. But yeah, what you guys can expect from me, I would say for like the remainder of 2020 is just to be a, a face, just to be an advocate for people to be able to spend more time actually enjoying the life that they created. Because this whole booked and busy thing is for the birds, you know, and I'm not trying to be doing that. It's like, I don't want to be so booked and busy that I'm booking myself right into a divorce or I'm booking myself right into kids who don't know me because I'm so booked and busy. No, like I, I want to be free and wealthy. I want to be sleep and paid. And you know, that's basically what we're doing with Rich with Raven. Yes, absolutely. So I'll y'all that's listening, I'll put the link in the show notes. So you ain't got to worry about it. It's going to be there. Thank you so much, Raven, for being back on the show. I appreciate it every time you join us. You're welcome. All right, you guys. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I will talk to you next week.